0: on Hear the Spear for the Instant Reaction podcast for the Florida State-NC State game. I'm Ryan Stalder, joined by No Game Day co-founder Ethan Vaughn. What's going on, Ryan? And No Game Day co-founder Logan Robinson, who is on our replacements episode. How's it going, Logan?
1: Feels great on this wonderful not-so-happy Saturday.
0: So, uh, what's your guys' initial thoughts on the game? And now that you've had some time to think about it, what what are you thinking, Ethan?
2: Um... I honestly really don't know what to think. I thought coming out of the uh, Alabama game that Ford State's defense was going to be an elite unit going forward. And that kind of led to some of the optimism I had for the rest of the season, even with DeAndre Francois being out for the rest of the year. And um, the fact that they just didn't show up today in a manner that I really thought they would and, and dominate an NC State offense that I thought they could dominate kind of has me reevaluating maybe what the rest of the year looks like for Florida State. What do you
0: think um, specifically that the defense, uh, what do you think gave them problems today? What do you think they could fix potentially going forward, or what do you think they struggled with?
2: Well, I think the real problem today was that, um, especially going down the stretch, Florida State wasn't able to stop the run on a consistent basis. Um, NC State was getting four or five, six yards of carry down the stretch, and Florida State really just couldn't get off the field. And the thing that really struck this like stuck out to me was the fact that Florida State, especially the defensive line, uh, Josh Sweat, Demarcus Christmas, Derek Naughty kind of looked gas. They they were so good against Alabama that I was kind of expecting them to be that good going forward. But they, they really just looked gassed today, um, early, like first quarter early, which was kind of abnormal today or to me. And then I also saw as soon as you saw um, Matthew Thomas go out. And some of the backups come in, specifically Adonis Thomas, who was second in line behind Matthew Thomas. I thought the run fits were horrible. A bunch of those runs you saw were where, he, where NC State was getting five, six, seven yards. The defensive tackles didn't really do, do a horrible job. They, they ate up their defensive, or their, their offensive linemen and kind of filled their gap. But it, it looked like the, the linebackers just weren't filling their gaps and, and getting the correct run fits in there to stop North Carolina's running attack, and that has to be fixed going forward, especially if Maddie Thomas is out for any amount of time.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that there were concerns on all three levels of defense. First of all, for sweat or burns, not to get any sacks, much less pressure, really, today, to go along with, like you said, Naughty, and Christmas not really blowing the offensive lineman off the ball, and... The fact that they didn't pressure uh, Ryan Finley, uh, along with the fact that we didn't sack him once, didn't keep him behind the sticks, like they were always moving the ball forward. There was never a negative play, it seemed like, all night. Even the negative plays they did have were negated by targeting penalties or I don't even know what else. But there was certainly uh, cause for concern in all three levels of defense. Granted, uh, the linebackers were aided by, the linebacker struggles were aided by. Uh, Matthew Thomas, like, not playing in this game.
1: Yeah. The rough part about it was it seemed like they were gassed really early on. I mean, they started off just, you know, they were put on pressure at an early part. But after a while, it was just, like, gassing for air. And they just seemed just out of it after a while. And you kind of got to wonder, you know, were they – during the Alabama game, you didn't see much of that. That defense looked top tier in the whole country. So Mm -hmm. you got to think was – well, they they in all that effort in? You know, in the first game, and then you go into the second game. They've had almost three weeks to prepare for this game, mm-hmm. and they go against NC State with all that prep. You know, they're you know.
0: certainly not banged up or anything like that because no. they haven't played.
1: No, so they've had some rest and everything to go with that. and They've had some guys come back. like Nate Andrews, Carlos Becker was dressed out, so you kind of got to wonder. Did they put? It's kind of like they put all the effort into that Alabama game. Like that was a one-game season deal. Mm-hmm. So that's Like the there's well, that's really disappointing for me, because
2: I think as a defense, as, as a defense that played really well against Alabama, you have to know that when you got a true freshman quarterback coming out there, that y'all are going to have to take your take your spot and, and really um, play at a, at a higher level to, to help them out, and they just didn't do that. And I really do, I like Logan, I too think that there is a, a, a certain amount of questioning that needs to go into the effort that was put forth today on the defensive side of the ball.
0: I will say this. I do think the defensive struggles are a little bit overblown. I think that if, if FSU would have won this game, nobody would really be talking about how bad the defense was. They would just say, oh, if the defense didn't give up that one long touchdown, it would have been a 20-point game. Or they would have only scored 20 or whatever. Uh, because at the end of the day, FSU's defense was applauded for their effort against Alabama. Am I wrong? No. Yeah. I mean, FSU's defense after the Alabama game was deemed extremely dominant. And then today they held NC State to less yards than they held Alabama's offense. But because it was came in a loss, the defense is going to be ridiculed. Uh, okay, I no gave up. Hold mine. on, hold on. They gave up uh, 24 points to Alabama, 27 to NC State. Those are both very winnable numbers. I mean, if you'd have told me yes. going, into, going into Alabama, we'd hold them to 24 points, I'd like our chances. And if You told you, you, me, you, would, you would like FSU's offense Scored twenty more than twenty-four points against, against Alabama. Okay, so let me rephrase that. If you told me going into Alabama that we were going to hold them to two hundred sixty yards, I would have liked our chances. If you told me going in NC State that we would have told that we would hold them for two hundred ninety yards, I would have loved our chances. Uh, but so I don't. I think it's it's fair to say the defense has been unimpressive, but I don't think it's fair to say to blame the loss on the defense because the offense was one of seven in the red zone. But but. You blame, do, you agree, do you blame the loss on the defense, Ethan? Well, see, the, the weirdest thing, thing to me is, me is that I, I really don't... I don't know where to put the onus of the blame
2: on. That's what I'm because, saying. Because, like, I if, if you look at it, the offense wasn't great today. And and you, I think you really can... There's a decent amount of blame that needs to go in to the FSU's red zone offense. You've got to score... If you make seven trips to the red zone, you need to score more than one touchdown. So I definitely think that that is part of it. But I also think... I mean, in general, in the second half, the defense, they couldn't get off the field on third down. Um, They let NC State, basically, I think, you mentioned earlier that Florida State didn't get a whole lot of pressure on Ryan Finley, which they didn't, but I think a certain amount of that, not all of it, for sure, because the defensive line wasn't impressive, pretty much at all, but I think a certain amount of it was just how quickly Ryan Finley was getting the ball out of his hands, and that just plays into, like... NC State was going on these kind of, not really super slow, but just methodical drives. It, it wasn't chunk plays. It was eight here and five here. And I, I think that those kind of drives really do drive fans crazy more than anything is, is because it, it, it kind of drags on. And it's like making a bad thing last longer as a yeah, team's just driving down convert, and methodically
0: convert a lot of third and shorts and stuff like that. I know exactly, exactly. Field on third down. exactly. What do you guys think um, to move the, the, Discussion in a bit more of a optimistic tone. What do you guys think of James Blackman's performance? I personally thought it was uh, impressive. He definitely exceeded my expectations. Obviously, he didn't play perfect, but to not throw any uh, picks, interceptable balls, I thought he saw the field pretty well. I mean, obviously, like this is all like com- compared to uh, ex- his expectations for being a raw true freshman quarterback who's never uh, t- taken a college football snap before. He played against a pretty good defense. I mean, threw the ball for. Over 200 yards. I don't think anybody expected that. He completed 22 passes. I don't think any anybody expected that. I mean, so I thought those are definitely encouraging signs going forward. What did you guys think?
1: Uh, I came off uh, pretty positive for Florida State in this uh, way. I mean, when coming in with the true, I mean, we're talking about a true, <clears throat> true, true freshman in James Blackman, and um, he stayed pretty poised. He'd get up after getting hit. He'd come right back up, and kind of like in the DeAndre Francois way, and pop right back up and throw the ball. and I mean, they were quick out throws, deep, deep outs. But I like, you know, the long ball part of his throwing, you know, the odd that one catch that he made.
0: George Campbell had a nice one down the yeah. sideline. He's sixty out. yards I, down I, like
1: ball, I like this deep ball placement. I think a lot of fans like that. When you're 6'5", definitely the touchdown throw. Um, when you're that tall, you have the advantage of being that already up there, so you can just pop it right over the DB, and that's what he did, and having that 6-5 advantage of him, you know, it gives him a big advantage with finding a good ball placement against defensive backs, so I think I think it's one of the positives that Florida State fans can take away from this. I think game. the main thing about his height
2: is that it, it's not necessarily ball placement that, that really affects, I think it's just vision being able to see over those big, tall offensive linemen that Florida State has. I mean, if you go back to uh, looking at what Francois did during his stand at Florida State so far, um, I just uh, just to pull up an example of a play, uh, on the fourth down play that Florida State ran in Alabama Territory on their first drive,
1: I want to say it was, against
2: like yeah, Alabama. Um, it was their first drive, right? Yeah. Um, the fourth down play, uh, where Keith Gavin was pretty wide open running a, a corner route mm-hmm. a deep corner um, and and Francois missed him uh, I think a lot of a lot of those kind of just a lot of those kind of throws Francois doesn't see or really make because I don't think I think his field of vision is really and truly limited by the by the um, this is his lack of height and and the lack of ability to see over the defensive line so because of that
0: one uh, but one thing I saw today was that Blackman's Anticipation skills, like especially on those like out out routes to Tate, I thought I thought his anticipation was better than Francois. Now that could have been because they're all to Gavin. That could have been like a scheme thing just for this game because maybe NC State's corners like to bail a lot, um, and they could get, they knew they could they could get him on the outs. But I don't know. We'll have to see if that continues. But he was throwing the ball with great timing. On I think Kate, Tate had nine catches, and I know he threw a couple other outs, but. He probably threw what seven, eight outs today. I mean, he th- he threw yeah, a lot of.
1: There was a consecutive drive. Where yeah, I mean, like he four. Was going back, and the back. Was like, all right. Well, maybe four can just do this
0: yeah. entire game. I mean, you know, and
1: I and I was talking about this with some people after the game, folks
2: after the game. Um, I I really like just talking about those drives, and like Logan said, I think there was there was there had to be a point in time where he had thrown maybe three or four, um, just. Out routes and they were deep out routes. It wasn't give me's, you know. They were pushing the ball down the field, probably um, eight to fifteen yards down the field on these out routes. Not long throws um, for any quarterback, and, and he just he was putting them on the money, on the numbers. Just there really was no hesitation, and and he didn't he didn't miss any of them. And I just talking to to, to people um, with with knowing Francois' limitations. How many of those throws does he miss?
0: I think another, like, like I agree with you. Uh, France, or James Lagan was 75% completion percentage in the first half today. I mean, he didn't finish the game. I, th- I think he finished the game closer to 60. Um, but Francois' struggles have always been, like, completing uh, intermediate to short passes. And, I mean, his deep ball is not great. And I'm not here to bash Francois because, I mean, he threw for 300, or 3,350 yards as a freshman, which is one of the best quarterback seasons in Florida State history. But my point is, we have to take away what what Blackman has done and the only way to do that is to compare it to his um to Francois and if Blackman can sh- can consistently show that he can complete passes he completed 22 passes his first start against a pretty good defense with a pretty good defensive line who had decently consistent pressure I mean it, you could have easily you could have easily went out there and completed 12 passes I mean as I sit here watching the Florida game and Franks is a a Redshirt sophomore And he's. So he's a second year player, sorry, excuse me. He's a redshirt freshman. He's a sophomore as far as academics go. And he's getting pulled for Del Rio because he can't complete passes. Completed, what, nine passes, something like that. So my point is if you're completing 22 passes, you're comfortable throwing the ball. You're comfortable, your accuracy's good, your, your anticipation's good. I mean, 22 completions is a lot.
1: I think. I think another thing that we need to keep notice, though, is that he felt really comfortable when it, whenever uh, Auden Tate was still in the game. After Auden Tate left the game, though, he felt a little bit more uncomfortable with throwing those deep balls. Yeah, I think throwing. him and Tate I mean, definitely had great of, chemistry. I think there's a lot of, like you said, chemistry between them, and he feels comfortable throwing those deep balls to him because there was a lot of times where he was rambling in the pocket, and he'd just pop it out. You know, it's kind of like a Jameis thing where... You know, he'd scramble away from the pressure, and then he'd pop it up to um, Auden or or whatever, or George Campbell. You know, going deep, and he'd feel comfortable in that way. Definitely with Auden. So when Auden left the game, um, that kind of you didn't see a lot of passes being completed by Blackman. We did see, um, we did see Auden come back onto the sideline, though. Thankfully, he had on his uh, pads and his pants, but he wasn't dressed out with his uppers, but he had on ice on his left shoulder, so that's that's a good thing to kind of come away from the game, too. It looks like he'll be fine. If he just has ice up there, that's a really good thing. If he was in a sling, then I would say you've you got to be pretty worried about FSU's top wide receiver, but he's he had ice on. Um, so that that's that's a positive thing to take away
0: from the game. He was, he was also signing autographs after the game, so if he was too like, yeah. badly hurt, I don't think he would have been. Yeah. Also, uh, just a note from um, – this, this stat actually comes from Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times, but James Blackman before his injury – or before Tate's injury was 16 of 22 for 190 yards. So what's 16 of 22, like 73%? I mean that's very very good. Then after the injury, he was six of sixteen with I think eighty eight yards. So six of sixteen is like thirty something percent. So, it's so just like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pose the a question.
2: question. It, put, it, well, it just what do you th- th- what do you think that says about Florida State's receiving core? I think. What do you, do you only, think? It says more about Blackman, or do you think it says more about Florida State's receiving? Oh,
0: I don't think. No, I I think it says more about just Blackman and Tate's relationship and like comfortability because it was his first game. So he, he clearly found a groove with Tate, and he had nine catch or eight catches in the first half, and then the ninth was the one he got hurt on the beginning of the second half. But eight catches in the first half wasn't is not because Tate is that much better than the rest of the receivers, but because that he's getting targeted. I mean, he's obviously open, but targeted because they have a good relationship. Well, here's what I, I'm going
2: to disagree to a certain extent. You think, you
0: think I think I think that it says
2: uh, I said a little bit, at least a little bit about four State's receiving core. Okay, um, so I've been pretty. I've, I've been pretty disappointed with what Nooney Murray has brought to the table.
0: I don't know. It's early. He hasn't really been hey, – you can, you can say –
2: like, I'm not condemning the guy. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good yeah. player for eight or a good sure. player going That's forward. Really but I, I'm just saying, I, so far this year, I've been disappointed. Yeah. I really thought that he was going to be the guy to break out.
0: Well, you got
1: The only thing the- – Ethan, I kind of agree in that, but I also think that the only way Blackman could really throw to him, I mean, he had, I, I thought Dooney had a good game against Alabama, but...
2: Nooney didn't do anything against Alabama.
1: Not much. I'm, I'm kind of thinking in a more of bringing uh, DBs over to him against Alabama again, but in this game, I mean, all he could really have was quick outs against...
0: Um, NC State. I mean, that's but but, I'm but my, my thing point. is that I think it's okay. So I, think, I, it, hold on, Ethan. You think it says a, a lot about the receiving depth? But who came in at receiver when Tate went out? Not depth. I
2: don't think it's de- not depth. Well, the receiving depth. The top top is, top, in, top in talent. So, but like, I think, what, what do I, you I, think you're getting you out of this wide receiver, this wide <laughs>
0: receiver <laughs> because,
2: because I I think there was a noticeable difference between what you were getting in terms of open looks from the wide receivers after Tate went out. Tate was getting open. He was making the contested catches. I mean, what, what you saw is is I mean, Gavin. I think Gavin. You still had an inconsistent Gavin. Okay. I mean, Gavin last year didn't have a single catch. I think I still think he's working things out. I don't think he's ready to be. He's already got
0: two uh, catches in two games. Though. I mean, that's not you're acting. like. He, you're how many did he have against Alabama? Seven, and he had three today. Three today, but look, he dropped two passes in a row in the red know zone. Know so that. when you're when you're talking about a red zone, so the red to watch zone watch offense looks so bad. Cases. What? You have to you have to watch the game on film or on T V before you can say he dropped too fast. It's hard to tell from the stadium. Hold on, but No, he dropped two passes, I you're when you're evaluating the receiver group, you're completely ignoring George Campbell. Was that performance not extremely I'm
2: not no no I'm not I'm not evaluating
0: the wide receiver group as a whole. I'm just saying this like the starting three. Like I If George Campbell had eighty five yards, so I don't know how you could say the starting three. Between Auden Tate and George Campbell they had over two hundred yards receiving. Right, look, what I'm saying is that there to me if you watch that game
2: there was a noticeable difference in the amount of open receivers and just the just the open looks that you were getting for your freshman quarterback well I mean you got to you got to rewatch the game and see exactly what the deal was but I think there was a large large decrease in the amount of open receivers that Blackman had to throw to
0: once Odd and Tate left the game. So what do you think this does for the... What do you think this means for the rest of the season, both of you? I'll pose the question. Does this change? Your, I mean, obviously this was a losable game going in. We said that on last week's edition. Um, it, I, I I, don't know how much, personally, to me, losing this game affects the season. I think it certainly affects my view of the season because I thought the defense would be better. But, like I said, it's just one game. We'll see how the defense responds. I mean, holding a team to two hundred. Fifty. I think they had like 260 yards. So Holding a team 260 yards, they usually don't score 27 points. I mean, I think at Florida State's gonna have to be better in the red zone. But so going forward, I mean, if we hold another team to 260 yards and they only score and they only scored 17 points, I don't think we're having the same conversation.
2: I, I think it changes my outlook at, at least um, some. I'm, I'm, I don't even really know how to quantify it. Maybe another you add another loss onto the predictions we've we've already made. Um, Post Francois injury, and, and I, I share the same kind of sentiment as you, Ryan. I, I I was still optimistic going forward this season, and the reason for my optimism was really the defense. I really they they went out and they played dominant ball against Alabama. I believe
0: our quote and was I that the defense will keep us in every game, and they didn't keep us in the game today.
2: I agree. I, I agree. Right.
0: And, I, I, and that's what I thought. I thought that
2: after I saw them perform against Alabama, I thought that they were going to at the very least keep FSU in every single game that they played this season. But today, I, if you would have told me that Florida State would have lost today, I wouldn't have thought you were crazy or anything. I thought that was definitely possible. But I would have thought that the reason would have been the offense. You know, true freshman quarterback. And to a certain extent, the offense did... That's
0: why I have such a
2: hard, I, I have so. such a hard problem. Oh, so,
0: I, so quantify this. Give me a number. How many? How many losses? How many more how losses? How many losses? How many more losses? I
2: think you're looking at the very least at two.
0: Two more losses.
2: At the very least.
0: Okay, but how many more losses than what did you originally predict? Once Francois, it's so hard because this season we've had to change every week because I got,
2: honestly I, I, I think it, it was three losses. I, I honestly cannot remember. But I think I think I still had nine and three. It's probably it's probably the most. it have
0: been eight and three now that ULM was eight and three. I, I think that was probably the, the most, most likely scenario to me. Post Francois laundry, yeah, post Alabama well. loss. Now
2: I think it's now I think it's um seven
1: and four. Wow. I, I have a something that came away from the game too was that I mean the defense had some troubles, but I thought Jimbo looked really lost in some areas. Definitely near the red zone. I thought we couldn't get plays called. Going to get plays ready how, for the freshman quarterback. How much of that has to do with um, the
0: freshman quarterback going?
1: Yeah, well, he wasn't
0: was getting it. the plays at ha- you know, how, how many times the sport sports they, they had to call
1: the
2: quarterback, quarterback with, had, had to call timeouts because they can't they get, get, them get them the them play in FSU 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 when they're not playing FSU a freshman right, quarterback?
0: That's because FSU puts a lot of pressure on their quarterbacks. FSU demands more from. Their okay, whose fault? Whose fault is it that they put so much pressure on the
2: quarterback? in an amateur in an amateur sport where they can only practice so much per week, Whose fault is it that they put that
0: much on on the quarterback? Okay, but what about FSU? Who? Which ACC team has had better quarterback play than FSU over the last seven years since Jim fisher has been head coach? Not one. Okay, uh, look. But my point is, like, the reason FSU has had had better consistent quarterback quarterback play over the last seven years, Clemson. No. Deshaun Watson and Todd Boyd. You're crazy. You're crazy. No. Yes, you are. Dude, Jameis Winston, E.J. Manuel, Christian Founder, DeAndre Francois, they all threw for 3,000 yards. I still think quarterback. Uh, yeah, if, you're, if you you're count in the last few, I don't seven think. Years. Clemson had Cole Stout. But you're going like when you say seven years, seven years is such a meaningless. It's the time Jimbo, frame. No, it's it's Jimbo Fisher's time frame. I don't know. Uh, that's the only. That's thing fine. Okay, about. but like, to we're me, about how you, much what you no no, no, no what you are discounting about. in that when you say seven years is trends. You you got to
2: yeah. count. You can say seven years, and but yeah, we're not talking the best talking the
0: because what we're talking about is that you said that Jimbo puts too much pressure on his quarterbacks. That's why they have to call timeout. However, you were the one who said that they put, put so much pressure on their, on their quarterbacks. Yeah, but I didn't say it with a negative connotation. I said that, and then you said that, well, maybe well, who puts the pressure on the quarterback? Well, I was has, just saying that, that to challenge the thing. The
2: that... I don't think that they're putting pressure on the quarterback. I think, that they, I think that they're, the way that they're doing things in terms of getting plays in, and stuff like that, I think that needs to be just scrapped. I mean, Florida State has gotten to the point where they pretty much just can't, they can't even run no huddle when they need to run no huddle.
1: It took, it, the, the play clock would get around at 12, and, a, and the coach, Jimbo, would give the play call to black men, and then we'd have... Florida State would have 10 or 9 seconds to get lined up for that or figure out, you know, where they're running their routes, blah, blah, blah. And that that's just too long. I mean, that's for a true, true freshman. And that's after, the thing is, that's after three weeks. We're talking three weeks for preparing for this game. And FSU look lost on offense.
0: I don't, I don't think they look lost on offense. I think they had seven chances inside the red zone. But we, if they Florida State went through
1: how many running backs during that whole game? How many running three, backs did Florida three, State go through? Three. Four. Three.
0: Who's the four? Well,
1: I mean, uh, if you're counting Vickers as the, as the fullback, when she played in. Oh, that's Tom another topic. to Where Amira played, Cam Akers played, and Jack Patrick played. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't know if it Vickers as a lead blocker, as a fullback. That's what I'm about to say.
2: I think, I, I also think um, Florida State's rushing attack has been a little... Suspect so far this year. I mean, it's so talking about, or, we're
0: talking about two of the best run defense in the in, uh, the, in, in the country. Th- th- look,
2: look, that's fine. Look, I'm not condemning but, it but yet. For example, but I'm even, saying even. I'm saying at least a part of that is because Jonathan Vickers has not been good at fullback, okay, and over he's the, he's the last few years, on, on. Florida State has had elite fullbacks in Chad Ab- Chad Abrams, Freddie Stevenson, and Lonnie
0: Pryor. And I just Vickers is not that guy. How good was FSU's running game last year when Cook ran for eighteen hundred yards? What do you, like, it was okay, good, we, obviously. Oh, it was good, right? So are we agreeing that's a great? we had a great rushing attack last year, Florida State did? My point is they ran for 60 yards against NC State, and if they would have played Alabama, they would have ran for 60 or less. So it's hard to judge the season as far as the rushing attack. I think you have to... Your I'm education. not saying, look, but you, you, you are
2: mistaking me saying for it hasn't been great so far for me saying that it's not good. I'm not saying that. But, I'm just saying, but, saying that, that so out, far it's been great. So dude, far, it's
0: like pointing out our the the Florida State's record. It's meaningless because no, of the okay, comp- but look,
2: competition. It's I think, I think I'm saying, I think had Frey or had had, um, Jonathan Vickers played better so far this year and made some of these blocks that he's missing, I think Florida State's running game would have been considerably better. I'm just saying that I think improved play at the at the fullback position could have done. Quite a bit for Florida State in, in in the first two games of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, Vickers definitely has not been good, as good as Freddie Stevenson, but I'm not trying to I'm not trying to condemn anything. I'm and you know you can pretty much point at every
2: I guess position group after two losses yeah, and say yeah, exactly if that, they that's all, if they have if they if they'd all been better. But I, I just saying compared to Florida State's fullbacks in the past few years. Talking about Chad, like I said, Chad Abrams, Lonnie Pryor, and my, Freddie Stevenson. If you are getting that, to me, if you are getting that level of play this year from your fullback, I think today, I, I, if you go back and watch film, there's a couple runs that could have probably been broken had Vickers picked up. I, I remember there was one play, I think it was an Akers carry to the, the left boundary, that there was two, two defenders out there. I don't know if Akers would have broke it for a big one, but Vickers split the two defenders, didn't block a single one of them, and left both of them right there to crawl Akers. Now, if you block one of them, there's always a chance that Akers is able to cut inside and break it, or he's able to make the guy miss and get outside.
0: Just things like that, you can't run, as a fullback, you just can't run through the middle of two blockers and leave two of it, both of them unblocked. All right. Well, let's do this. You want to go quickly through the position groups and give it a grade? Uh, yeah. We, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good idea. go yeah. ahead and do that. Um, all right. So it we get it just can be a conversation. We don't have to set anything in stone. We'll start at quarterback. So James Blackman. Um, you don't. You don't even have to consider. Like you don't have to say for a true freshman. Just how. How do you think the quarterback play was today? Uh,
2: okay. I'll. I'll, I'll bite. Um, I'll. I'll do it both ways. For a true freshman. Um. Probably a a a minus.
0: Okay. I
2: mean, he didn't turn the ball over. He had two hundred seventy something yards. Yeah, yeah, I would um, say a
0: for for a freshman. I mean, they're not, they're uh, yeah, not and a and he, in he dealt with the pressure well. Yeah, yeah he, he got hit a lot.
2: Bounced back. He he seemed to genuinely. He, he didn't ever. I I didn't ever think oh he's about to fall apart. I, I just never got that that feeling that vibe based on his play. Um, regularly,
0: I think it's pretty solidly. B-minus? B- yeah, I would say B-minus. Just because, because of the red zone play. Because of the red zone, exactly. I think the better quarterback um, would have, I mean, it's it's hard because, again, I haven't, I haven't rewatched the game, but I don't know how many people are open in those scenarios, but if we would have, if Florida State would have had two more touchdowns in the red zone instead of two more field goals, uh, they would have won the game. So obviously, you have to that's on the quarterback, so I would say B B-minus or C-plus.
1: And but okay, we can move on. Yeah, so let's let's just move on so we the, get yeah. through all
0: positions. But go ahead. What, what, were, what were you going to say, Logan?
1: I'm going to go with for Blackman during his game play. I'd go with a a B, just a straight B. Okay. I thought his poise in the game was great. Um, him getting back up after getting hit multiple times, uh-huh. and showing the team that he's you know ready to stand up for the whole season. Also,
0: I mean, like there's a lot of positives. The deep ball placement yeah. was good. The situation yeah. was good. Yeah, I thought I like he moved around in the pocket well. He ran decently. I mean, he fumbled, but he was like sliding. I don't know if you can really blame that on him. But anyways, let's get the running on back. On yeah, running back. Let well, me uh,
2: let me let me add, let me add something. I, I will say this: um, the, I just like uh, the accuracy today really impressed me. Yeah. Out of I agree. Out of Blackman, I I didn't. I we were talking about accuracy a lot leading up to the game, but just the pinpoint accuracy on on anything stretching the field was, was very impressive to me. Mm. today. I
0: agree. Let's yeah, go running back. Think, think,
1: but I still think there's a lot for Blackman to answer in from certain areas. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, a lot of people. I definitely are, think I mean, the sky's uh, the limit
0: too. And you, you agree with well,
1: that? that too? But there's a there's a lot of stuff that still needs to be answered. I mean, a lot of well, what people, does he they have, they to have to a answer? What positivity? What does he have to answer as a true freshman okay, quarterback? what
0: what, what like traits are you concerned about? Like what 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 trend did you see today that that like what area concerns you?
1: I mean, of course it's a true-true freshman. I'm talking about just regular, we've got to look at coverages, watching. But I think he did that well today. His wide receiver he did, he did that well today. But he didn't, didn't throw a single ball that, could, that really could have been 22 intercepted.
0: 22 completions and zero interceptable passes. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying is like a good a good. Thing. And, and you've, got to,
2: you've got to, no matter how you evaluate James Blackman's play, you have to take into account that this is a true freshman who has barely been on campus for two months. I, exactly I, you
1: just other way you to, just way
2: have it. to, and he's obviously going to have things to improve on, but it, it's things that are that are normal for a true freshman. I mean, you got to remember, not even Jameis Winston started as a true freshman. Yeah. So I mean, just things like that, you you just got to take it into account, and all things considered, I really think you got to be happy with what right, you saw today. Go, let's
0: go to running backs because we do need to to wrap this uh, podcast up in the next 10, 15 minutes or so. So so go running back. Just give it a grade and a short thought. Okay, I'll take it. See... Um, Minus, um, Jack West Patrick's is not the answer. He, I think that's I think that's it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I and, think, and Akers still has some work to do. I think so. that that's concise. I agree. I would say C, and I would say uh, Akers needs to be getting twenty carries a game. That's my thoughts. He's the best running back, but he's still not. He still has work to do himself. It's early. It's early. We'll see. I mean, good run defenses.
1: No, I agree with both of y'all. I mean, Akers. Jack was Patrick. Nothing you against know, Patrick. I, just I yeah. will say though, second half he put his head down and he was barreling through. And you you can't say that he didn't have some good runs in the second half. The first half though, you got to be like, okay, why isn't Cam Akers staying in the game after he had his first, you know, couple carries? And Cam Akers is running uh-huh. all over the place. But you kind of kind of be a little bit of a uh, concern though because you have Amir Rasul was in also. So you kind of got to wonder, you know. What's the what's the rotation looking like? Does Jimbo? What is Jimbo? I think he's trying to figure it out. With? I think he's is, trying to figure it out. What is, what is he comfortable yeah. with right now? So that's still another answer going into a game at Wake Forest. So right now, I'd go with and see like the uh, rest of y'all. But there's a lot of answers to be a uh, lot of answers to be answered for the running back position.
0: A lot of questions. Yeah. So so wide. Re- so let's go wide receivers, and we can include tight end in this. I'll go first. I'll say B. I think Auden Tate, including Auden Tate. I think Odintay was an A plus today. I think he showed he could be one of the best receivers in the country. Extremely dominant. He had 147 or 137 yards on nine catches and a touchdown in 2.1 quarters of football. You know, so that's that's definitely encouraging. I'll go B for the group because, like you said, Nooney struggled a little bit to get open and to get separation, um, as well as Gavin. But I thought George Campbell also 85 yards receiving. I mean George Campbell, the the guy who's the unicorn who's never done anything on a football field despite all the hype, kind of showed out today, so I was encouraging. So I'll go B.
2: I'll take it as a B okay. minus. Um, like I pretty much pretty much review. Alden Tate was impressive. George Campbell is finally doing something like you said on a football field that is worth noting, uh, and I just. I've been really unimpressed with Noonie Murray. And I I know that it's been talked about, social media and everything, people questioning his effort and and just his, I mean, I guess the amount of buy-in that he has into what he's supposed to be doing. And I just, so far, and and the season's far from over. Um, It's over in terms of a national championship. that, that, That is for sure.
0: Definitely.
2: But, um but there's still a lot of room for the team to grow. I think Florida State fans are going to get tired of that 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 same narrative every year, especially if it is the narrative going from game three onwards.
0: I don't know. I don't know if you. Said, but, I don't know if the narrative is the same if Fran, if Francois, arguably your most important offensive player, is still healthy. But I mean, that's beside the fact that it's irrelevant now. So let's go to offensive line. Did you say? Did Logan? Yeah. Logan did you say yours?
1: Yeah. No. Not yet. Uh, Wide receiver wise, I'll go with a like just a low B on that. I thought, I mean, Auden Tate's performance is, is usually usual great. I mean, his his way of going up and high pointing the ball is one of the best we've seen at Florida State in a while since Cullen Benjamin. So, I think he's higher than Cullen Benjamin thought, It, it uh, is higher than Cullen Benjamin. without, Benjamin. without a doubt. I think so. So you gotta uh, you gotta have Auden Tate also on the field. We have to. I mean, Florida State has to hope. That Auden Tate is going to be good for next week and the weeks to come, um, but after Auden Tate left the game, I agree. Know, I mean, totally after, after Auden Tate left for. the game, it was hard for you know DeAndre. I know we're not talking about uh, not DeAndre uh, Blackman, but it was hard for Blackman to find a receiver to throw to after Auden Tate was not on the field. So having Auden Tate come back, I mean, that adds a lot onto Florida State's offense going forward. But I'd go, I'd go with a, a B. I thought their performances. We're good, you know, an average good um, against NC State.
0: Okay, so let's go offensive line, and just for time purposes, let's give the letter grade and then just one one sentence. I, I will go offensive line. I'll go C, and I say that run blocking was meh, and pass blocking I thought was pretty good. Bradley Chubb got his, but I think Blackman had a pretty clean pocket to throw from today.
2: I'll go C, too, but I'm going to go C, I guess, in a more negative light. I, the run blocking just didn't accomplish anything, and the pass blocking wasn't horrible, but it got Blackman killed a lot more than I would like to see my quarterback being killed.
1: The offensive line was iffy at time. you got to understand, though, you had three weeks of preparation. Offensive line knows they have to block for this true freshman. They had a lot of time to prepare for this game, but you got to understand there's also a really good defensive line they face. Exactly, State. it's a great on a curve. So I agree. I, give I agree with I that. that. I give them a B. I give them a B on this one. Um, there was a lot of times though where defensive linemen just you know just force themselves right by uh, certain offensive linemen. And they just got to Blackman, and they my like, question, he got popped a couple times. He got popped. He got one. He yeah, got popped he, he one did. time where I was like, okay, yeah, we're about to have. To he, got, he got he got popped good second. about six times. Yeah, and there was one time when he stayed down. He stayed down for about at least you know five six seconds, and then he he popped up real quick. Uh, real quick, and he was you know all right. I'm good. Kind of Here, here's my question. Roll. Alabama's
2: defensive line. Do you take it, it over NC State's? And if you, yes, do, you do, you do. Okay, that's what I think too. I think the offensive line played a, a B plus, A minus type of game against Alabama. But uh, I think for, then they gave they gave I think today they gave up quite quite a bit more pressure. Uh, on on the quarterback than they did
0: against Alabama. I feel like that also has to go with just the true freshman. I mean, we can nip. I, I
2: I'd say I don't think any of the throws he or the times he got hit. I I think some of it, I, I think the the thing that changed a little bit was that in the second half when when NC State kind of knew that Florida State was having to throw. What they were doing is they were blitzing quite a bit, especially up the middle and the A gaps and the B gaps. Mm-hmm. And what it was doing was it was overloading the offensive line. And in those situations, the quarterback is then in charge of getting the ball out early to a hot read, but being as Florida State usually needed more than four or five yards, Blackman couldn't really do that because he needed to throw and and get completions of eight, nine, ten yards, Um, especially on the the later down, second and third down, second and third
1: long. Mm -hmm. I think Florida
2: State found themselves in those situations too often today because they couldn't run the ball.
1: Blackman uh, felt kind of like uneasy at certain times, so it kind of made the offensive lineman look a little bit more poor in some areas. But, I mean, he, he did kind of try to rush a little, a couple of passes. So, I mean, that can make the offensive lineman look poor in some areas. But he, if if DeAndre Francois was in there, let's say, DeAndre would have waited a little bit longer, moved around the pocket a little bit more and felt more comfortable. Like we've been talking about, though, this is a true, true freshman so it's a little bit different experience wise plays a huge factor against one of the nation's top defensive linemen or lineman team in the country
0: all right let's let's move on to defensive lineman uh, i know ethan talked about this a little bit earlier but you can go ahead and give your your score and then your sentence defining it ethan i think
2: see uh, in the in the podcast we did this past week previewing the game i picked obviously pick first to win um no, I guess not obviously. I had it a close, a close game. Um, but I, I said explicitly that the reason that I thought Florida State's defense was going to be so good going forward is because they had so much talent at the defensive tackle position that I believe is one of the most important in college football just because of If you have a good set of defensive tackles, not only can you stop the run, but you can also pressure a quarterback from the interior of the pocket, Mm -hmm. which is a lot more damaging than pressure from the edges. And the defensive tackles and and the defensive line as a whole today really just didn't show up. They looked, Sweat and the two defensive tackles looked gassed from about the end of the first quarter. Sweat just... I, I, I honestly don't know what to say. Is it a conditioning problem? Is it an effort problem? But they were just beat today, and I think that combined with we'll get into it in the linebackers, but just the run fits that that the front seven was ha- that front seven was employing it just didn't
0: it didn't work today, and they just weren't good for the D line. I'll keep mine short and short and sweet for the grade and unimpressed for the sentence. I was just not impressed with the whole group. I didn't get pressure and they didn't play the run especially well.
1: I thought the defensive lineman looked, looked tired after a while. Um, my overall grade um, would probably go with a C also. I mean, when when you get into talks of Derek Naughty coming in as, you know, coming in the country, you know, high uh, ranked as being a big uh, run blocker in games and all that, it just, I didn't. I didn't hear much of Derek Naughty's game.
0: No, uh, gameplay. Yeah, he during was, the
1: entire day, did y'all?
0: I think he played well against Alabama, but today he was pretty much quiet. I, it was quiet. quiet. Well, that's
2: a, that's the thing that's really baffling to me, and I and I kind of alluded to this again in the podcast. Is I thought that that Alabama being or, or switching back to this pro pro style offense kind of suited Florida State's def- defensive tendencies, and I think we saw some of that. Um, Florida State's defense was put in consistently bad positions, like really bad positions against Alabama, and they still head up, held up, and gave up less points than they did today. And um, I think that's just, I think Alabama, Florida State's defense matched up against Alabama's offense better. Um, I think today you saw that. I think the reason that the defensive lineman got tired is because the stretch plays that that NC State was running, the screen plays. The outside, the little pitches, those kinds of things. And those defensive linemen have to run a lot more than you realize to get out, and because those defensive tackles have to sprint out to those screen plays That's when true. they throw. That's a good point. They, I, I think I think those little gimmicky kind of play, not really not really gimmicky, but those kind of just different types of plays to get their their athletes in space. I think they really took a toll on Florida State's defensive tackles, especially and even Josh Sweat to a certain extent. I think that that's a little underrated aspect of, of why they were so um, tired early on.
1: Yeah, speaking of being tired, um, you also have a five-star one, the nation's top, arguably the nation's top defensive tackle coming out of the high school, Marvin Wilson, uh, ready, and I guess you can say set and ready to go. Um, watching him on the sideline standing next to the big cats like mean Christmas and naughty. I mean, that's a that's a big boy. I don't know if y'all saw him on the sideline, but that, that's a big that's a big boy for a freshman.
0: Definitely um, talking about. So, is it, go ahead?
1: Yeah, and, and the interior right there as the a nose tackle. I saw. I only saw him go in, and I, like I said, I only watched him for a little bit. But I only saw him go in and, and during one uh, play. I'm sure you don't get me wrong. There might have been a couple other plays he went in, but I only saw him go in once. Um, but he played nose tackle, um, and. You gotta kinda wonder, come in as the nation's top defensive tackle, is that what's the difference between like Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher in that area? You know, Saban is known to play a true freshman if they're ready for it. I know Marvin Wilson ain't But, but Florida defense. State's
2: really deep like if you've watched last year and even Alabama game, Florida State's top four defensive tackles are they're really good against yeah. Alabama.
1: Yeah. They yeah. weren't
2: good again they weren't good today.
1: Yeah, but I mean, exactly. But they looked tired, though. They looked a lot tired than they did against Alabama. So, but, when,
2: when you, but many teams don't even if you were rotating four at, at defensive tackle. I mean, you you should be good if you're splitting time the way like those guys didn't. They didn't even they didn't get gas that bad against four quarters against Alabama as they were in the first quarter against. Uh, and then they played Mar- Marvin when they needed him, or when they felt they needed him. I just. I, I I don't know I, I I guess I see what your point is but I don't think that there's I don't really think it's a Jimbo Fisher problem.
1: Uh, it might it might be the other way around with Charles Kelly on the other side but that that's kind of what my thinking was of the defensive lineman group. I know we kind of went off there but I still think there's a lot maybe not a lot of work but it was kind of a disappointing game for the defensive lineman group and like I said there's there's a lot of more games left in the season so there's always a jump to be. Seen the rest of the season.
0: What do you think about linebackers, Ethan? Grade and and uh, just qualify. Oh, uh, they, they
2: they were horrible today. <laughs> Straight up, bar none, bad. Um,
0: F F bad or?
2: Nah, not F bad. No, um, D. I guess. Um, probably about as close to an F as, as I'm gonna give today, and uh, it's almost like an incomplete grade just because. Matthew Thomas is by far and away Florida State's best linebacker, but I was really just unimpressed by, as soon as Thomas went out on the first drive, I believe, North Carolina State's first drive, and um, I was just unimpressed, especially, I I think, like, we talked about this, Hoskins is is Hoskins. We we know what he is, he brings the same thing every week, he's not super athletic, but he's, he's Pretty dependable. Um, you just know what he is. So, but what I saw of Adonis Thomas today—he was the first man off the bench to replace Matt Thomas once he got hurt. Um, I'm just unimpressed in general. Uh, They—if you really paid attention—he—he he was the one that they were targeting. NC State when they busted off a bunch of those five, six, seven-yard runs it just kind of stepped on Florida State's throat going down the going down the. The back stretch of that game, um, they were running straight at Adonis Thomas. And he was bad in his run fits. I thought it, you, saw, you saw him a bunch of times. He wasn't shedding blocks. He was running straight into the back of his defensive tackles instead of filling the gap next to him that he was assigned to. It just wasn't good.
0: I'll go, uh, personally, I'll go F. Uh, reason, uh, short and sweet, three three words, killed the defense. Logan. <laughs> Um,
1: I, I, I kind of go with Ethan it was really poor from the defensive group in the linebacker area when Matthew Thomas left the game I think Charles Kelly was kind of scrambling to figure out what his linebacker unit was going to look like with him gone again and it's a really cause for concern because it looked like See, what happened was Matthew Thomas went into the tent. Um, he missed that entire series while he was in the tent. And then the next series, he went in with his helmet. He played, what, two or maybe three snaps. And then after that, when they went into the halftime, he was done. I mean, He, he was done way closing. before halftime. Yeah, he, he was in street clothes. So it's kind of like a yearly thing for Matthew Thomas. Am I right, guys? I mean, it's kind of like...
2: It, it's just, the, uh, unfortunately, the young man's career has just pretty much been uh, it just various academic, Just it, it just hasn't gone the way it was really supposed to go. It, it just hasn't. And, and this latest injury, who knows how long he's going to be out, but it just doesn't seem like he can stay on the field on a on a consistent basis. And, and the thing that really stinks for not only him, but for Florida State fans, is that when he's on the field, he's super talented. And and he brings another element to the defense when he's healthy. I think the most, I think the worst part about it, or the worst thing, is that everybody was touting Florida State's, not really touting, but just saying like we have such better depth this year at linebacker. But the the drop off once Matthew Thomas was off the field today was stark. I mean, I don't think the depth is all that good.
1: I so agree. I agree with you in the depth part, most definitely. I mean <laughs> I don't like, think they have
2: enough Matthew Thomas is a complete linebacker. I do not think they have anything else on this roster that even comes close to a complete linebacker.
1: I. the thing you turn to after Matthew Thomas, I mean, I saw Hoskins calling most of the plays after that. You know, Matthew was your play caller after that, you know, telling your defensive line and preaching back to your defensive backs on what plays to go off of. Um, But you kind of also got to think about the recruiting, you know, how this, where does FSU, you know, focus on this next cycle in recruiting-wise? I know, Ethan, you cover recruiting and you keep up with that mostly, but Florida State's got to recruit some some linebackers. This I don't know. Next they've class.
0: had. They've had Dontavious Jackson's waiting in the wings. I think he'll be a good linebacker. I that's, think that's, that's a good person to bring up. I, think, I mean, what's, what's I, I mean, he's hold on, hold on. He's in like We can talk about Dontavious in a right second, now. but just because you guys are talking about the depth and a complete linebacker, I think Leonard Warner could be a really good linebacker. So I don't know that it's it's super fair to say that we don't have another complete linebacker. Uh, okay, look, like, yeah, maybe okay. not one. I, you, I think think that, that, right look, now.
2: When I say super, when I say super complete, I mean elite, like ready to I, play uh, now. Well, not even ready many, to play. This, uh, like an elite, elite, an elite linebacker, linebacker. Matthew Thomas
0: has the the physical traits as an elite, like elite five star type linebacker. How many teams have Four, two two or more elite five star linebackers? Not many. Okay, so but the team. problem is, is that Florida State can't keep theirs on the field. Yeah, true. Okay, so what do you, what do you guys think about defensive backs? I thought uh, I'll start with this one. I thought they played well. I thought McFadden played well. I thought Derwin played well. I thought Levante played well. He only gave up one catch. I thought Trey Marshall didn't really play too well, but I'll go B plus for this for this group. What did you think, Ethan?
2: This one's really tough for me. I think I'll go B minus, C plus. Uh, like you said, Tavares played well. Levante played well, but uh, this is this is kind of a recurring debate. Interesting debate. Uh, a lot of what you see at, at Florida State, the, the mistakes that are made in the defensive secondary at Florida State, it, it is very rarely Florida State's defenders being beat physically. They don't get outran. They, it's not that. What it is, and what it has consistently been, is that on zone. When they're playing these zones, you see what happens is this coverage bus. Two guys take the guy in the flat and leave the guy streaking down the field. Um, uh, today, I-, I will say they didn't miss a tackle. Derwin missed a uh, really, really bad missed tackle um, on the long touchdown. I, I, just, I just don't know. It-, it-, it just seems that they make those one or two critical mistakes. In the secondary, pretty much every game that just leads to these long, long touchdowns and these long, long gains. That that just better defenses and better units. Just uh, they, not saying they don't. These better units cut out all passing plays, but they, they make it tougher on on an opposition to gain a bunch of yards.
1: Hmm. I I kind of agree with you in some aspects. I give them a a B on this game. Um. Yeah, usually You have your top two guys, Derwin and Tavares. I thought Tavares had a good game. What do you guys say? I'm yeah, he had play. a great game. I thought he had a good game. He did. He had a great game. Um, Derwin, the thing is, he can't do it all. Um, I thought he set some tones in some certain areas. Um, one of his big hits, I thought that was the reason why they stopped them down near the end zone was from his uh, big hit. But I, I kind of disagree with you, Ethan on the tackle. It's a s- small disagreement, but the whole tackling, the one-on-one he had, um, he was just in a bad scenario. I mean, that's hard to switch your hips that fast and go back and tackle somebody. So well, but but the thing, the point is, is that when you're
2: in that situation, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat up Derwin. Like uh, I understand, it wasn't the greatest situation. But the, the reason, and I I will say this, though, you saw Derwin over-pursue a bunch, not a bunch, but definitely multiple instances today. You saw Derwin over-pursue. Like, for example, on the on the run that really broke Florida State's back, that, that run on third down on, a, on Nancy State's last possession, he way overran the play. He was so aggressive that he ran over where he was supposed to be and didn't keep contained, and that's not not what cost that the game and that's what allowed that play to be run but on that play you're supposed you gotta break not break down but shorten your strides and keep that from happening that tackle really it, it should be made there it is it, a tackle the live, the chance that it should happen or the percentage that it should happen is over 50% like that that play should be made
0: I disagree it's a hard tackle to make
1: anyways um... it, it, okay. That's fine. You're That's gonna the, best cu- You're gonna gonna best the best. Count him as the best safety in the city. He should be making that tackle. No, no. Well, the best thing he can do is switch his hips and go do a whole 180, and then he he was never. He shouldn't. He, put, put, he put he put himself do, he in run. the position to have to flip his hips because he overran it. I
0: would not and let, put the game. put the guy in the position to be able to cut back behind him. But a position
1: should be by
0: A position where his safety is ten yards downfield from a running back or from a. A receiver or just runner in general running free—that's never get. That's not. You shouldn't tackle him more than fifty percent of the time. That's just not how. That if, 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 if Derwin if Derwin James is the best second, safety
1: in the country. He should make that tackle That's
0: not, more than five just, out of ten times. Uh, he had no
1: linebacker help yeah, in I'm helping not, him, not, him. It's not, it's him not
2: about out. that. It's a one-on-one tackle in space. If you're a, the best secondary Jamal Adams makes that tackle more than five out of ten times.
1: Okay, but if, if, so
2: debate Jamal on that if you think that that the best seg- the best safety in the country shouldn't make that tackle more than five out of ten so times. So you think yeah. so? You saying,
1: think Derwin James won't be better than Jamal Adams?
2: As of now, no, he's not a
1: better safety to me. No, as a pure safety, he's not a better safety. No, that one tackle. So before the Alabama game, would you have said yeah, Jamal Adams was better? Than no, no,
2: look. Yes, the bottom did. line is that Derwin, James a lot of Derwin, Derwin
1: James's. A think, lot. I of think that James, was. Un, I think it's just unfair because switching your hips. Have, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, he had already. Okay, look,
2: you you were you were failing. To Account for the fact that the position he put himself in is why he should have, why he was required to flip the hips on that play.
0: Did you do track and field in high school? No, did you do field? No, I was just wondering because you said in the long jump because you're really just jumping to conclusions. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> um, anyways, I think no, that's, no, that bro, that, that is not even, you're not even jumping it's to it's conclusions. Sh- you're just you're analyzing
1: something. I think it's from the like Chicago you, you, Bulls hat. Oh, he overran
2: the play over the top the time, and it then let the guy cut back
0: underneath
1: him. Ethan, I think it's from the Chicago Bulls hat you wore today. I got it. I got Me and me and uh, Ryan are gonna buy you a new hat after this game because you're no longer allowed to wear that one.
0: Yeah, the Bulls hat was n- did not make it good. Why is the longer allowed
1: to come to games?
0: Because every game he comes to, Florida State loses. Yeah, like yeah, he like, like be- Michigan last year and Florida last year. The last two games I've been to, those, <laughs> you did those you are did bad games, right?
1: You did come down from like Forest, though a couple. You know, you I'll be up there.
0: I'll be up there next week too. when We have a lot to learn from the team.
1: You'll so, be there. You'll be there. That's so what you, I mean. You'll have you to watch program. out for weight
0: now. What's the spread, spread going to be? I'd say probably about Florida. Let's talk State, about the next. Florida
1: State up. minus seven. But let's talk about the next. What's our next position group? That's special, it. We did Special teams. Oh, I would okay. like to talk about okay. special what's, I would like What's your that. special team score? Woo, oh boy. I think, all right. It didn't get, I mean, it got consistently negative. Through a lot of it, did it not? I mean, I don't know. I, the,
2: thought Ricky, okay, I thought Ricky. Okay, okay. let's see. No, no, no. Take back on this game. Florida State was 4 to five on, on field goals. And they missed a short one. That's a negative. They Austin, 40, Logan punted. Logan Tyler punted
1: really, really yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Derwin James had a good kick return. Yeah. I think they I, blocked the I play. Think I mean, teams teams what what, what, what did he want? They special did not play bad a. today. Special teams, is an A.
2: Yeah, I don't know about it. I mean, yeah. I was I was going to be an A. They blocked
0: the punt. They were four or five. They punted well. Yeah,
2: no, yeah, no. Theoretically an Yeah, it, I have no problem with you giving them an A. That that is perfectly they they were not bad today. I don't care. I, you just they, they didn't do anything wrong. I mean, they didn't give up a big return. They didn't. They blocked the punt. They Logan Tyler punted well. Um got Florida State two points basically by by hammering a great, I think it was a 54-yard punt. That pin NC State so deep and then led to that bad snap in the uh, safety. Uh, I mean, you can't fault him for really anything. Today. The only thing I can think of is Darwin fumbled a kickoff return, but he did it in the end zone and it recovered it for a touchback. So, I mean, and, and the other thing is it wasn't really a, a bad and negative, but Tavares McFadden doesn't really look like he's a threat to take anything or to really do anything on punt returns. He's not. Mm-hmm. He, he might have some track speed or some speed running in a straight line, but he's not very shifty. Uh, I can't tell you the last shifty guys for to say. Actually, I can tell you the last guy was Greg Reed, but they haven't had anybody back there that's really shifty since yeah. then. So,
0: all right, well, I don't know.
2: I, I,
1: I the kicking wise, I think there's you gotta you gotta hold your breath for Ricky Guay whenever he's kicking the field goal, don't you? I mean. I agree to a certain extent, but in this I mean, he's four out of five today. Yeah. I mean,
2: you could have been five out of five, but what? What? Four out of five is not is not atrocious. It's not a bad day as a kicker. No,
0: it's not a bad day at all.
2: So I mean, I, and I, I look. I, I'm not saying that I'm sold on Ricky going forward, but if you're solely grading his performance today, it wasn't bad at all. No, I agree. So still I mean, I, like I said, I definitely still have my, I definitely still have my doubts. About Ricky going forward, I mean, going in, we're, we're going into this this past uh, weekend, I guess. The the um his last two of his last three kicks had been blocked. I mean, it, like I said, he's I'm far from being sold on on Ricky Aguayo, but today he was good. There's no he missed that one field goal, and and like that that field goal could have changed that game a lot because it would have been twenty seven twenty four and mm-hmm. on those last drives that Florida State had, and they could have kicked the field goal to tie the title game. But four out of five, it, at, at that point in time, you got to blame your offense for not being able to stick in the end zone.
0: Yeah, I, I'll i say that was a good episode for this week. I think that's definitely an instant reaction. I think it, it encapsulates all of our thoughts. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing this next week. Until then, I'll talk to you guys uh, on Wednesday.
1: That's definitely a good good podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. You can find us on iTunes and also SoundCloud, SoundCloud if you're one of those Android people. Yep. I don't one. usually know a lot of those people, but if you're an Android, then you can also listen to us on um, SoundCloud. But uh, thanks for listening. On, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Five stars does help us a lot. But thanks <coughs> a lot for listening. Yep. Thank
0: you. We'll see you guys next week.